my heart embraced the will of God, my path aligned with His plan. As children of God, we have been given the ability to both obtain and enjoy wealth. Hi, my name is Tamara Hill, creator of Lift Off Your Finances, and I'm so excited to invite you to join this very special weekly program to learn more about your finances. This is not an investment series, nor are we focused on making you feel bad about any financial decisions that you've made until this point. Instead, we'll talk about how you can maximize what God has already placed in your hands. Hello, and welcome back to Lift Off Your Finances. I'm your hostess, Tamara Hill. And once again, I have a special guest, Mr. Ben Einspar, a house hacker with Envision Advisors. How are you today? I am doing great, Tamara. Thank you so much again for inviting me into the studios. I'm excited to talk with you again. Thank you. I know you're super busy, so we appreciate it. I know Allison. I have to thank her, too. That's his beautiful wife. Hi, Emma. Allison. <laughs> <laughs> and his beautiful baby, Emma Joy. She can't talk, but she sure does smile a lot. Yes. So. <laughs> you had the privilege of, of meeting her the other day. We, yes. I brought the laptop up. She's very excited to meet you. Yes, she's adorable. So thank you again for coming out and talking to us. And so this is a continuation of our series about big dreams for a big God. And in our first episode with you, you really talked about really your faith. This is the best way to sum it up in terms of how you had a dream to get into real estate investment. You prepared, you prayed, you took those steps of faith. And it sounds like you're continually taking those steps of faith because the real estate market is continuing to change. Mm-hmm. And you hear all these predictions. So how do you deal with all that where you just hear so much and you're actually in the industry? Um, it's, it's surrounding yourself around others that are doing it and others that are smarter than me mm. that don't take in, like, don't look at it emotionally, look at the facts. Mm-hmm. So just for example, if we really want to look at the facts of, okay, I'm, I'm nervous about that uh, prices might drop. Well, let's go to macroeconomics 101, um, supply and demand. People, businesses are moving to Denver and mm-hmm. people are moving to Denver. House, and the housing, there's still a, a low short of housing. So that means prices are going to increase. And, and so these are the things I look at. Another one mm-hmm. are just facts of let's look at uh, Denver in a big grand scheme of things. So like past 50 years, mm-hmm. we've had, I may be butchering this, let's say five recessions. Mm-hmm. And typically recessions, that's when economy drops. Well, d- keeping it in Denver specific out of five of those recessions, only one of those recessions saw a drop in the housing market. Mm-hmm. And the reason for the drop in the housing market was the recession was the reason for, or the, the housing market was the reason for the recession mm-hmm. in 2008. So th- those things are what I take a step back and I look at just the facts. And yes. I don't take it emotionally, I look at what's the facts. And I don't look at, well, what's going on in LA? What's right. going on in Omaha, Nebraska? What is going on in Denver, Colorado? I think that's wise um, to look at, number one, where you are. I think that sometimes this is just general advice I give across all my platforms is not to get too bogged down in the news because you can hear a narrative that is not accurate for where you are. I know that because I used to work in news, but I also very early in my career was working in the banking industry during the Great Recession. So, though I'm not as close to real estate as you are, Ben, um, besides being a homeowner, um, I know from working in that industry with the subprime lending, 
if anybody's trying to get a house right now and you bought one then, it's a big difference. They want to show evidence of everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, recently I looked into a property where with the lending terms, in addition to just knowing that, you know, you have your W-2s, you have solid career history, mm-hmm. solid financial history, you had to give them three years of tax returns. They also wanted to know that you had enough emergency savings for 18 to 24 months. Mm-hmm. So with those kinds of lending standards, when I hear things like that too, Ben, that, oh, no, we're waiting on a crisis, I'm like, there's no way. Because I was working in the banking industry during that time, and it was nothing like that. It was really, <laughs> you don't even have to have the money. You can have a relative with you who <laughs> has the money. All kinds of crazy stuff. So I agree with you. You really do need to know the facts. Mm-hmm. And you need to be aware of what's going on in your locale. So I love that. So today I want to talk more about, in, in this edition of Lift Off Your Finances, since we do have a, a housing real estate investment expert, more information for those of you who really want to get into that. So I want to talk to you, number one, I know that in your current role, you transitioned over the past few years to move from a traditional W-2 job into being independent, Um, managing your properties, purchasing properties, but you devote a lot of time to sharing information with people, just Mm -hmm. like you're doing with us today. Tell me what motivates you to do that, because a lot of people feel like, I don't want to do anything for free. Mm -hmm. And I know it's not 100% free, but what you're giving, you're not charging people to talk to them like Mm -hmm. you're talking to us right now. So what motivates you to do that? That's a great question. And just to take a step back, um, I don't I, the only way I really look work for myself is with my rental properties, but mm-hmm. I do work for Envision Advisors. Okay. So I am employed. I'm not. I'm not self-employed. Okay. Just got so, it. Just for cl- uh, clarity. You. No. And then, um, uh, can you please repeat the question? Yeah, Sorry. of course. No worries. So, in addition to the work that you're doing with helping oh, others for free, a lot of it you're doing just kind of helping people. You're not charging. You're just going to different conferences and meeting with people. Mm-hmm. You shared your information here. What motivates you to just help people like that it's because the information that i was given was i feel very blessed that i've been given and i was given it for free so why why would i do that to someone else why would i go and be selfish and charge them because my whole goal now is to help others live this not live this follow the same path if they're wanting to of real estate investing and give them the information that i've been so blessed to absorb and so, and I just enjoy talking about it. And a lot of people don't really understand the whole grand scheme of things on, on how it works and how actually easy it, not easy it is, but how achievable mm-hmm. it is. Not I love e- that. It's not easy how achievable it is when you surround yourself around people that are doing it and people that are in a low, in a spot, let's say in five years where you want to be, go, f- you find someone, Hey, uh, Sarah Smith. She is where I want to be in five years. I'm going to do whatever I can to absorb everything that she knows. And that was given for me free. So I feel like that should be given as well. I love that because um, I think sometimes people feel like I don't want to lose anything. But but God is so good and, and large and gracious. You know, you're not going to lose anything by helping other people. And that's also how I feel, too, which is why I do these programs. So. Let me ask you, so in particular with real estate, there's several ways to increase your personal wealth, but why is real estate in particular a really, you know, you hear people talking about investing in the 401k, investing in stocks. What is it about real estate that is so appealing for increasing your personal wealth? Excellent question. So for, I still do invest in the traditional Roth IRA, Mm -hmm. 401k. I still do invest in that, but 
real estate is just continuing to diverse your, diversify your portfolio so you're not 100% set on the stock market and hey if the stock market drops I'm 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 in big trouble so it's diversifying your portfolio but why I like real estate more is because it's an excellent asset that is a very forgiving asset long term so that means if you buy right away it may not be you may it's not a get rich quick scheme okay it it you it may not be the best for first year but then year two three four five you'll see exponential growth and, and then it opens up more avenues that you can do and also what i like if the stock market goes down goes down i don't have control over that right if my how my rental property is doing i have 100 percent control over that on how my property looks how it's managed by myself where the rental rates are at what it looks cosmetically and how I manage my tenants and how I build a relationship with my tenants because I'm all I'm building a relationship with my tenants and and treating them how I would want to be treated mm -hmm. but also keep in mind and drawing a line and and keeping in mind that this is a business and so I have to I, there are certain lines that can't be crossed where I do have to put my foot down <laughs> well, I don't want to be on the end. Oh, of that. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I, I do. I treat others how I want to be treated. Absolutely, I'm just teasing you. Okay, so I didn't want it to come out like that. So I know that we talked about your role specifically as a house hacker, mm -hmm. which is where you take a portion of your current property, whether Correct. you rent out a room. Or out here in Colorado, we have so many wonderful walkout basements. Maybe you yeah. rent out a portion of that to someone else. So that's one way to really get into real mm -hmm. estate investing. What are the other two ways that you all normally promote at Envision? Yes. Yeah, so the, the, the great way you did a great job. Number one is just house hacking. Is mm -hmm. buying a, uh, a home that you call home, that you live, you rest your head there, you collect your mail there, and you rent out a portion of it to offset your mortgage. That's number one. Number two is uh i like to call it's like nomading uh yeah. so so you you it's very similar to house hacking but you buy a single family home that let's say you have a family you live in this home um and and you're the only one living there but you have the intent to turn that into a rental down the road so you're buying a house living in there for and it's a minimum of 12 months to meet the minimum occupancy limit for primary resident mm -hmm. and then after that you move out of it and you turn that property into a rental. Okay. And what's great about option number one and option number two are those are your primary residence. And so when I say primary residence, you can purchase that with 5% down versus, uh, and so 5% down and you get a better interest rate on your loan. Okay. So that's with nomading and house hacking. And then going on to an investment, and the third, third one is buying an investment property, which is I live at property one, two, three, and I'm purchasing property three, four, five, six. Just purchase the property, property, but that you have to put up a twenty percent down of the purchase price. So that's in here that can be a hundred, hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and that that's that's that that is just not easy to do. I can't yeah. do that, and and you have a higher interest rate um, because the lenders think of that as a more risky uh, loan to you. So mm -hmm. uh, that is. Uh, the reason why it's more difficult, that's why I really like option number one and option number two. But those are the three ways, which is house hacking, mm -hmm. nomading, and just traditional rental property investing. I like that. I think that was one of the first things I learned when I went to the conference that Envision um, sponsored because I thought, wow, I didn't know that there were so many ways that you could do this. So I think it's great that you uh, talk about that. So 
We touched on this a little bit at the top, but we know that housing prices are rising. I mean, even in the six years that I've been in Denver, whoa, I mean, it's completely different. So what do you tell the person who says either I'm wanting to buy my first home or I do want to get into the real estate investing, but it's so expensive. Is it a good time to invest when we know that the prices are so high right now? So if anyone asks when a good time to invest is, my answer is the best time to invest, purchase property, it's yesterday. <laughs> um, and so it's... It's a real challenge, it, right? It is, it, it is, it is tough. And I just tell them to just, just look at like take a step back and look at where you're at and and surround yourself around people that are doing it and mm -hmm. and and educate yourself and set yourself up for success i know that there was someone in your um in your team i can't remember his name who was who did a special presentation just on this um with the mindset of oh no it's too expensive i'll wait it out and he had these charts like you said look at the facts showing that if you had taken that leap of faith in 2016 where you would be. And then if you still, if you didn't do it, then you can still do it now. So I think it's important to kind of help people wrap their brains around how would I get into this market? But especially those Ben who have never had a home, who mm -hmm. desire a home, mm -hmm. just really encouraging them that there is a way to still get into a home. Mm -hmm. um, can you speak about that? Yeah, there's, there is still a way. And even right now, um, late May, 2022, interest rates have, have risen in the quickest manner in in history if i so the interest rates have risen faster than they have ever in history yes um and prices are still going up and there's still competition but as long there's still creative ways to purchase it and just because interest rates are high and if you just look at interest rates just a traditional 30-year mortgage well there's other more there's other options like that out other options out there like adjustable rate mortgages where they're going to adjust your rate after five years and those you can still get in the low in the low four percents versus the the fives that we're seeing right now so it's it is possible and if you talk to a lender uh, I recommend would talk to an investment friendly lender that is doing the same thing you want to do mm -hmm. and ask them what your options are and even, not only it doesn't, and it doesn't mean that. Oh, I wanted, I want to purchase a property in 90 days. I'm going to start talking to a lender. I recommend people. Even I've talked to some young college kids that are, are graduating this year. That hey, I won't be ready until 2024. I said, okay, great. Still, go talk to a lender and let them know what wow. your goals are, and let them know what your so then they can tell you what your buying power is. Mm -hmm. And the great thing is, when I said investment friendly lender, mm -hmm. is they they can set up a action plan or a game plan to be like, hey, okay, right now we can pre-approve you for $300,000. Okay. And right now in Denver, it's very, it's very hard to find a home for $300,000. Right. But the great thing is um, Sarah Smith, that's the example I used in episode one, <laughs> is you came to me uh, 16 months before you actually wanna buy. So if you wanna be at $450,000, uh, in 16 months or whatever that number may be, here is XYZ that I recommend you do and until then, and let's reconnect every six months to make sure you're on the right path. Because the lender is, lending can be something that is very overlooked. And mm -hmm. whenever people ask about what should I do first, talk to a lender. 
talk to a lender and let them know what your goals are. And not only talk to just a lender, talk to an investment friendly lender. And if anyone wants good recommendations, I can give my number and email. Please, please do. Go ahead. Uh, right now, my number? Or my, yeah. Okay. So to get a hold of me, the best way, it, well, one option is my phone number. Um, it is 402 850 Or my email address, which would be preferred, is Ben. B E N at Envision R E A. So E N V I S I O N R E A dot com. That's right. Thank you so much for that because I think that was going to be the next question. You know, how do people find someone like that? But when you were speaking of this, um, I agree with you on that with finding the lender, particularly if you have a non W 2 role. Mm -hmm. I'm aware of this because I don't know if you knew this, I'm also a licensed esthetician. Mm -hmm. So that's a different wow. type of job. So I know a lot of people who work as hairstylists in the beauty industry, barbers. So really, that's something you really do need to plan mm -hmm. in advance. And I have a friend who has owned a salon in Texas for many years successfully. And she said when they got their home, it's a beautiful home. It's an investment property. Um, it was exactly what she said. She said they backed me out three years ahead of time and mm -hmm. said, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And so I think that importance of working with a lender, having a plan, we can't overstate that here on this show. So thank yeah, you so and much. If you go to a big lender, a lot of them are just black and white. Hey, oh, you just did this. Sorry, we can't do anything. Mm -hmm. But other smaller lenders that we work with will really sit down, take the time and help you build a business plan. Wow. Now that's that's new information for me, too. Thank you. And so you mentioned that this real estate investment is a long term journey. It's not just a quick, yes. get rich, quick scheme. So tell us more about that. So it's, it is a very forgiving long-term asset. If you're buying real estate, um, in the strategies that I've mentioned earlier in this show, it's not a get rich. You're not going to retire and live on a beach in two years. It's, <laughs> it's a slow, steady process that maybe will take a little bit to get traction and it's mm -hmm. something that you really need to understand with that and one thing also to keep in mind is when you buy a property and you're you look at, at it as a rental and you're like well i'm only going to make a hundred dollars a month after expenses that's terrible why would i want to do that yes talk that, to that yes that that is not the way i look at it i don't look i don't when i look at a property i don't look at a i i do look at it as as cash flow, sure. but cash flow is a very, very small percentage of what you want to look at as a rental property investment. Okay, because you have cash flow, but then you also have appreciation. Like we've seen a lot, is you have you're you're buying a property at four hundred thousand dollars, but then it continues to go up, and so you have that appreciation. Yes, and you also, when it comes down to tax season, you have depreciation, mm -hmm. um, where that that's where they write off portions of your house, your roof, a lot of your, your bigger portions of the house. And, um, if you want, if you want more information about that, just, just Google it. You can find sure. more information about that. And then the third, the last one is, um, debt pay down. So now you own this property and your tenants are paying down your principal. So even if you're breaking even your tenants are still paying down your principal on your mortgage. Mm -hmm. So when you go to sell, even if it has, it's hasn't appreciated at all, you still have that debt pay down where the tenants are paying down your mortgage for you. So there's, those are the four great benefits of real estate investing, which are cash flow, mm -hmm. depreciation, appreciation, and debt pay down. 
And so I think the cash flow is where a lot of people get stuck because mm-hmm. it's like when you, you're excited about this is a common scenario that I've heard with homeowners. Okay, this is my home and I'm ready to sell it. Do I want to sell it or do I want to rent it? And that cash flow question comes up because it's like, if I rent this house, I'm not making a ton of money, so I'll go ahead and sell it. So it's nice that you could really mm-hmm. explain the cash flow principle and how important that is. And I would like to give the listeners a concrete example. Sure. So I, I bought a property in Nebraska in 2016, 2017. Okay. If you look at, look at that property on a profit and loss statement, on uh, what I my mortgage versus rental income, I'm down about $4,000. Okay. That, that's scary, right? But I've been able to de- keep my expenses low and um, been able to keep my expenses low and hold on to the property. And now through a- appreciation, the Lord has blessed me with great appreciation over the past four yes. or five years. So it's actually a great long-term investment, even though if you look on a profit and loss statement, it's losing money. But you still did, you have the tax write-offs, as you mentioned. Exactly. And you have the debt pay down. Uh-huh. And as things progress, like you said, you have control over fluctuating your rents, yep. your rental pricing with your tenants. So there still are so many opportunities in the lifespan yes. of this investment yes. to, to consider. And I like that. And so now we're coming to the end of our program. And so, you know what, this is such a great um, conversation. I would love to have you back again, Ben, in the future. I'd love I, to be on again in yeah, the future. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to get some calls and we'll hear more things, but I really want to take time for us to pray. Absolutely. Thank because, you. Because um, there's so many people, and this is for anyone who's listening, not just if you want to be in real estate investment, but if you have any type of dream that you want to step into, we want to pray into that. And so Ben, I'll start and, and jump in when you're ready. Um, so Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for this platform at Lift Off Your Finances. And Lord, you know the desires of our hearts. And specifically, you said that if we delight ourselves in you, you will give us the desires of our hearts. And Ben and I are witnesses of that. We're living that. And we want other people to know that too. So if anyone is listening, Lord, we just pray that they will um, trust you in a deeper way. We pray, Lord, that they will write down the vision. That's right out your word in Habakkuk. Write down that vision and make it plainly and put it before you and ask for um, your will in this. And so, Ben, how would you like to pray into that as well? I would like to pray for all the listeners that have listened to this, that they find value in it and they and they look for what their path is and they don't follow their path. path. They pray for what the Lord wants them to do, whether whether that journey may be. Thank you. And Jesus, we just thank you again for this time. And Lord, you know, sometimes we have ideas and following up on what Ben said, your ideas are so much greater. So if there's something that you want us to do, even if it's something that someone didn't think about, Lord, just nudge them, nudge their spirit. Let them know that, hey, there's something here for me. Give them directions. Let them have a conversation, see something, hear a program like this and and get that inspiration to move forward. Um, Father, we, we just love you and we trust you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I thank you for that, Ben. And, you know, one thing since we just pray that comes to mind, I remember you telling me in a prior conversation that you actually pray for your tenants. I, I do. I do. My wife and I do because we pray for everyone living under our roof because we want to wish them security and we take somewhat responsibility for pri- providing them with a great house to live and for them to enjoy where they're living. So we, we pray for the health and safety as them with them as well because they're a part of us as well. 
I love that because that goes to just having that integrity in business. Mm -hmm. And so yes. it kind of goes hand yes. in hand, right? You said you, you want to have this long-term vision, not this get-rich-quick attitude, but that integrity. Yes. That if you do the right things... You'll, you'll reap the right harvest. Mm -hmm. Do you have any thoughts about that? It, wh however you look at it, it's a business and you got to treat people how you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. Perfect example. Just a little bit ago, we had a lot of trees down and our power went out. Well, I don't feel it's, it's, it's right for me to charge those tenants rent for when power is down. So now I'm crediting just, this is just one example that first sure, thing that kind of, of comes course. to mind is, is I'm crediting all my tenants for days for rent that power was out because I couldn't control it. They couldn't control it. It was an act of God. And so I just, I'm crediting them because I feel like that's the right thing to do. I love that, Ben. And I think that um, just having that integrity is always so well. And we've had, we've touched on that theme quite a bit throughout the past two programs where we've had the pleasure of, of working together. But, you know, whenever you keep God first, you want to have that integrity and you also want to have that excellence. You spoke about how when you were working for a company before you started doing this um, real estate investing full time, um, how you really tried to continue working in excellence. And so I just want to share that with everybody too, that if you really are um, pursuing your God-given dreams, you want to do what pleases him and it is to have that spirit of excellence, that spirit of integrity and to be consistent and at the right time because timing is another factor mm -hmm. beyond our control, but at the right time, everything will come together. So yeah. I thank you, Ben. This has been so wonderful. Tell us again how we can contact you if we need more information. Yes, the, f the first option is my phone number, which is 402-850-3003. One thing to please keep in mind is um, I have my phone on Do Not Disturb quite a bit during the business hours, sure. so please leave a message because I more times than not, I probably won't answer it. Mm -hmm. um, but preferred contact method would be my email address, which is ben, B-E-N, at envision, R-E-A, dot com. And that is E-N-V-I-S-I-O-N-R-E-A, dot com. And R-E-A is short for? Re uh, um, like real estate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. R-E-A, like real estate. So thank you, Ben. This is wonderful. So thank you again. Thank you all for listening to Lift Off Your Finances. We thank you so much for your time, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Have a good one. Thank you.